You are listening to Feeding the Mouth That Bites You with Ashley Parrish and Jessica Pfeiffer. A weekly podcast guide on parenting teens and launching them into the world. As always, we are joined by psychologist and author, Dr. Ken Wilgus. Hey everyone, and welcome back. On today's episode, we'll be discussing spring checklist for your teenagers. Yay, I love checklists. Do you really? (laughs) I'm one of those people that I'm like 10 ways to, and I'm like, yes, give me 10 ways. Multicolored pencils. (laughs) Things I can, things like little boxes I can put check marks in. I I think that's the greatest, (laughs) but I also think you hit spring break. And then after spring break, it is just a wild ride until summer. I feel like your head is spinning and everybody's so eager to finish up at school. And, you know, of course the kids are lack being lackadaisical about That's everything right. going got on nothing so to live for hard yeah it's hard that final push is hard but i'm glad we're doing this episode this will be fun well a few years ago i was asked to speak at a senior luncheon for a, one of our really good christian schools in the area and so i started right off with a checklist for parents uh if you have a senior and it was things like uh surely you're still not uh reminding and checking your seniors on their homework surely you're not uh, nagging them about waking up and getting there on time. And you had a, by the end of that list, all these seniors were just, just loving it, just nudging their parents and all that. And then I turned and said, uh, now I've got a list for your seniors. You're not still letting your parents wake you up. You're getting yourself up, right? I mean, surely you're not uh, still uh, expecting your parents to take care of uh, you know, all these things for you. You're doing that yourself. Correct. And then, so the parents ended up nudging their kids. So it's really for mm-hmm. both, but it's about, you know, taking into account this is spring and uh, we're recording this in April. And so some of this will be actually a little bit late, but it's worth thinking about now. What are you doing uh, with uh, seniors particularly, but with new, just starting adolescents and then middle adolescents? Because you you really need to be, you know, planned emancipation is a constant moving thing. And so I want to just try to encourage parents today to remember which things you're moving along and continuing in your journey of planned emancipation. I really like this spring checklist because I think once school is over, like it's kind of like a free for all, right? Like we don't have school in session and we're all kind of like, what are we supposed to be doing? That's for sure. And then situations arise and you and your teen aren't on the same page. So I'm really excited about this spring checklist because I think it will help us all the way through summer as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a good point. Yeah, summer t- tends to get kind of disorganized, but if we have a plan yeah. before we head into it, it helps a lot. It's true. So let's start with the seniors because we talked a little bit about that and they're just about to head off to whatever their next adventure is. Maybe it's college or a trade school. Maybe they're just getting a job and they're moving out or have right. a transition time. So let's talk about what a spring checklist would look like for a senior in high school. They have maybe a couple months left of school, maybe a month and a half. Uh, what what would you say at this point we need to be thinking about with our seniors? And and this is the main reason I wanted to do this. There's other things for parents of all age adolescents, but I really want parents of seniors to think about this because when you're, uh, you may know theoretically what you need to be doing, but it can still surprise you. So for example, uh, you should be by spring of senior year pretty close to everything is up to your teenager except curfew. Uh, It's hard to think of which things you're still regularly controlling. This is where it gets scary. For example, we've talked many times before for our Christian parents who just finished Easter. 
I hope yours was good. Ours was great. Um, and and yet the, I want to remind everybody that you should be telling your senior, by the way, you know that church is hugely important to us and all this stuff, but uh, no longer, is it's not required of us that you go to church. That's between you and God. You need now is the time to have done that. Uh, and if you haven't, we'll do it today. Uh, again, it's including the teenager, the senior that loves going to church. Great. All the better. Just tell them we love the fact that you love doing it. Uh, it means a lot to us, but we don't want you to misread that as far as we're concerned, that is now up to you. I can't, I've said on this podcast over and over again, you'd just be stunned if you listen to as many teenagers as I have, how weirdly paranoid they are that I'm like, well, you know, why don't you just tell your parents, hey, I'm not going to go to church Sunday. Oh, oh no, they would be, I don't know. I think your parents told me it would be okay. No, no, they would not allow, they just get all freaked out. So be real clear about that, even on something as important to many of our listeners as it is to us about being a part of church. This is the time for you to really be able to see before they leave your home for whatever they're going to be doing, what part are they really playing in their faith? So that's something you really should be make really clear uh, that you're backed out of, uh, you know, church attendance is a freedom. Uh, you should be completely backed out of school stuff. You should not be checking, reminding, not the, hey, um, I, it's up to you, but I just, can you tell me what your plans are for this weekend with school? That's all still structuring school. Don't do that and start at least apologizing for when you do that, because you have just some weeks now left of, of letting them know that, you know, we're worried about how you handle school. Remember, when you back out of something, it should make it much easier to talk about it. And mm -hmm. so you can tell them that, but you should not be doing any reminding, checking, whatever. Uh, and by now it's a little late, but we we were talking before we started recording about college applications. I think we did, that's probably in an episode somewhere, but that's a weird exception. I don't have a good excuse for it, but there's just many times that parents of pretty involved, responsible seniors, really juniors by when you start mm -hmm. college apps, uh, I, I do kind of make an exception. Uh, that, you know, very often you have to kind of ride your uh, juniors in high school about college applications. So mm -hmm. um, I would still try to do that in a more of a um, uh, advice giving, you know, hey, I'm really sorry to bug you again today, but I'm really worried about this Saturday. It's the deadline, you know, whatever. So that's really maybe more for juniors, parents of juniors. Is that when, is right now in the spring juniors, is that when they're applying or does that they start applying in the fall? No, well, they, most applications are due early fall. So, you know, with okay. my two older kids, I said, Hey, all your applications and essays need to be written in the summer because once school starts their senior year, okay. there's a lot of other things going on. So yeah, summer, the summer after your junior year, you would need to start thinking about college applications and essays and things that need to okay. be taken care of. So I would try, uh, you know, again, if you still are pressing them on it, I would try not to, and I would at least apologize for it because it, even though uh, juniors and seniors can be surprisingly, I don't know, dumb about taking care of that, that stuff, uh, you really want to apologize for, look, I, I, I'm trying to leave you alone about this. I really am. Mm -hmm. um, are any of these on the list so far surprising you? Did you kind of do this? Well, I can tell you 
Is there the something you need thing, to admit? The great thing is <laughs> was really hard. And I do remember my seniors and every parent of a senior knows what this is like. Maybe not every, I'd say 99% of us have a kid that by the end of their senior year, they are just doing so bare minimum I to know. get through the last few classes. And a lot of times they know the college they're going to go to and all they have to do is pass. And you're getting these notices from school that are saying like, your child is turning in a paid, you know, paper that they got 59 on. And you're like, are you kidding me? <laughs> you know, and you're getting these alerts and you're thinking I've invited the entire family. We've reserved hotel rooms for the family to come and stay. Yeah, yeah. I've got, I've got barbecue coming in for this party. Yeah, you that's know? not overreacting. Sweating that's it great. out thinking yeah. they're not going to actually grade. walk. Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> But again, you can, you know, you you can should be able to to talk about it adult to adult. Like mm-hmm. I got to be honest, I'm scared about this and so mm-hmm. forth. But yeah, no, I had at least one of my kids who was part time in it by the end of se- of senior year. I was like, you're going to get kicked out of school, dude. What are you doing? So, yeah. <laughs> uh, it was, um, all right. So you should not be monitoring. This is a little bit tough, but I think by now you should not be monitoring electronics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. that's very hard, but you mm-hmm. have to do some now. Uh, I've sat with many, uh, and usually a freshman college boy who bombed, like didn't go back to class after October and was on video games and porn for the rest of the semester. Cause he had never had any kind of practice with it. I think it's, it's scary, but I think it's, if you now's the time to do it and make a right. deal out of it that, you know, we're, uh, um, as far as monitoring for porn, I think your best thing is if they're doing that with someone else, like a church youth leader or uh, a friend uh, for monitoring, that makes it easier. Then you don't have to worry about taking that off, but that, that like being accountable with, yes, exactly. Accountable. Mm -hmm. But as Mm -hmm. far as how much screen time, that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. still can't be doing it where your, you know, younger siblings are, sitting in there, you know, stone face watching you do your game all day long. But yeah, I think if not now, when? So I I think you got to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, And then last one, I just was wanting to make sure we're clear. There are still things that you are not letting go of. And this may seem obvious, but you're not allowed to drink alcohol, be where alcohol is being served to minors or being consumed and drugs. You can't No. Well, what about prom? What do you mean? What about prom? You can go to prom and not have any alcohol that we that's there's no need for for letting up on that. And the idea of, well, we want them to practice before they go to school. I've heard this practice alcohol consumption before they go off to college. That's just really bad uh, planning. It doesn't help anything. It absolutely Mm -hmm. because even a senior in high school is three years away, usually from it being even legal. So, no, we don't. We expect you to not do that. If you're sneaky, then we know you'll get away with it. And there's nothing we can do about that. But I'm telling you, if we find out that you've been involved with alcohol, there's going to be problems. Do not compromise on that. Mm-hmm. That I think is obvious, but it surprises me sometimes. It's yeah. obvious, but it's ignored, Dr. Ken. That's true. Because it's, it's prom time and all the moms are like, you know, calling the other moms saying, fishing around saying, well, who's going to be supervising this party? Who's going to be there? Are there going to be parents? And you would be surprised at how many parents are either turning a blind eye to the fact that there's alcohol consumption or bringing it themselves and saying, well, we're going to make sure their keys are locked up. Yes. Oh, that's my favorite. So which parents will be, uh, 
uh, charged with contributing to the delinquency of a minor, which is what right. that is. It is a crime. I know. Uh, we've had parents go to jail here, but it's it's those are in different areas, uh, and I'm not even sure how that works uh, in uh, England and Canada and and Australia. I'm not even sure, but. Um, here it's a really can be a real community problem that you might mm -hmm. be a part of a school community or even just your little town community that has even a tradition of almost, you know, clearing the path for our uh, teenagers to what we would think is safely consume alcohol and drugs. That's that there's no such thing. There's no such mm -hmm. thing. Right. But I think it, I do like the spring checklist. I think it's important for parents of, of seniors to really know what is not in their control and what is still in their control. That's right. Mm -hmm. And just to stay in the lane of what's in their control, you know, um, and, and let those other things go. So then the, the thing that blends into both parents of seniors and let's say if you've got middle adolescents, like not just 13, 14, but like 15, 16, uh, mm -hmm. you really need to now for all these ages, begin to think about this summer. So your senior in high school, um, it, it's surprising how not uncommon since we've got lots to do to get ready for college and so forth. We never really got around to requiring that they work or really do much of anything. And that's, that's really a bad precedent. Even the, the kind of, uh, some parents are not going to like this, but there's even kind of a sentimental, we just want them to have one last summer of being a child and whatever that's going against everything we're talking about. It is not necessary nor helpful and I can tell you, with one of my kids, we did that after, after uh, I think, junior year in college. We let this kid just consciously hung out at home. And it was a mistake. I mean, you know, kid turned out fine. But it it's it's it still kind of signals that you are one of us. You can do this, but not really. Let's still occasionally just pretend like you're not. I just don't think it's a good idea. So mm -hmm. you want to start thinking for your seniors, but also for all levels of adolescence. Now let's talk about middle adolescence. Now's the time to start thinking about what are you going to require this summer? Mm -hmm. um, and uh, where they can work, you need to require working. Um, and, and, uh, and, and the best is you have X, you know, after three weeks into the summer or two weeks, you have to have something that is either um, job or volunteer work that requires X amount of hours per week. You want to be careful that you don't have that. I know we talked about this in one of our episodes, but you want to be careful that a job that I go five hours a week, sometimes four, that's not a job. That doesn't count. So it's got to be 25 ish hours a week minimum. And if by this date you don't do it, then we have arranged for you to go do this. And, you know, that's a good way to do it. And certainly, if your uh, kid needs to get a job, I you need to think about, I know we talked about all this, it's tough to get out there and get a job. So uh, if you have connections, that's fine. I'm fine with that. Someone that can put your kid in the warehouse and work at their, where they have it, whatever, that, that's fine. Uh, and then if nothing else, then they definitely need to be volunteering at something that is worthwhile. Because again, it's all part of the message that you know, you, your life is no longer about all, all of us just feeding you. You you need to be participating in us. We need mm -hmm. your your help and stuff. We need you doing stuff. That yeah, we've talked really about that, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I think just in summertime, there's way too much time. If they don't have something to do, like some sort of real responsibility that's reoccurring, yep. Yep. <laughs> there's mm -hmm. just way too much free time. And with little kids, 
you can tell little kids, you know, like, okay, That's right. you can play for an hour with your dollhouse. And then after that, you're going to clean up your playroom and then we're going to go do this and we're going to do that. That's right. And you have control over their whole schedule, but teenagers aren't like that. And so if you don't have something that they're doing, it can just create a mess. And one of the big ones is yeah. that, you know, you're trying to no longer do the have to go to bed at a certain time. You still have to be in your room, but then you have to be up when you need to. Well, the difficulty is that it is hard, even though it's pretty reasonable, it's hard for a parent to say, you know, I know you don't have anything to do for the next three days, but you need to get up. It's good for you to get up at eight. That's it, it's way better <laughs> yeah. if, if you can. It's way better for them to already be scheduled to do stuff that mm-hmm. it's not you. And if they don't go in till 1 p.m., OK, yeah, they're doing what they'll do in college. They're sleeping in. But you really want them to have enough on their plate people that are going to need you if you're not there, that, that, that still puts that structure on them. So now's the time to think about that. And especially for you that have new adolescents, your 13 year olds, you really want to start thinking about it's, you know, 13 year olds can't really get a job or usually it's very difficult. So you really want to be creative. This is where I think church community, your neighborhood community, help each other out with um, really planning for things that we need help with and so there will be a group, uh, you know, don't get me started on group stuff, our kids needing to interact with each other, but groups of teenagers that will get up and go help at this shelter, they will go and uh, clean up this, you know, thing in our community that is a mess, all that kind of stuff that, again, if you can find something that you'd rather do that takes up this money hours, fine. But if not, this is what we will have you do and do it, require it. No. This is just maybe just a little idea, inspiration for some moms, but my kids, um, my kids have the opportunity to work for my husband's business when they're 14. So that summer, that last summer before they work for his business is, um, kind of mom's summer of, um, life skills training. And so I have a lot (laughs) of things lined up for them. They take first aid classes. My girls wanted to take babysitting courses, you know, through, um, Oh, that's interesting. Um, American Red Cross or whatever it is. They take boater safety because we live near the water and we spend a lot of time on the water. They take a boater safety course. All the things that I can think of that might add to their life skills. My my family um, is, we're all outdoorsmen. So they take a hunting license class and things like that. So it's like all the things that they could possibly need to take, they take it that summer before because the summer after they start working 40 hours a week. So for my kids, it's like, this is the summer for my youngest. so what summer is that this is so typical of it's you that's a, a great 13 thing. 13 <laughs> your for 13th my kids. year and usually yeah. you know you have to check with all the different classes but most of them they can start at 13 the red cross classes and things they can start did at they 13. ever push back on that no because i didn't really allow that yeah don't start <laughs> no, with that I'm just kidding. Well, <laughs> no but but i, I mean um, it is no true they thought it was, it was fun because i always yeah. yeah, I always and set it up with their friends. Thing. Yeah, it's like, not like okay, pottery. you're going to take first aid, but it's going to yeah. be with your three besties. And you know, part of it was my girls like wanted that. to babysit, you know, and so I said, well, you're not allowed to babysit someone else's children until you've taken this cl- class that I know that you could. I do don't the know Heimlich. if I agree with that. Are you? That's a great idea, but <laughs> well, uh, I was afraid they'd get over to someone's house oh, and the kid would choke, and I, I, I wouldn't be able true. to help. I them, think it's a know? great idea. I think that's really good. As, as for requiring, I don't know. You know, teenage girls make stacks of cash. Yeah, they do. It's crazy. (laughs) I kid teenage girls all the time. They're like, well, a babysat. You made over $40, didn't you? 
Well, yeah, actually. yeah. And you didn't even set a, t- a price beforehand, did you? No, no. no it's like you it's just amazing. Said, okay, yeah, that's it's. Good. <laughs> hey, what you think? Twenty five dollars an hour later, they're. <laughs> and as bad as it sounds, I'm not a huge fan of teenage boys babysitting non family members. I just, it's I wouldn't be totally against it, but it's it's trickier. Girls mm-hmm. deserve it. They're you know you mm-hmm. tend to trust them, but I think that's a great idea. Take a class in babysitting i think it's a really good idea yeah there's and lots of options got, out there we've got all these middle teenagers these mid-age teenagers that have all this cash dr ken so yes. can you require them to like start paying for some of their summer camps well remember that uh, that's a very good point so camp is one of those things sort of like athletics it's like um if you are involved in a thing that we believe in then that can substitute for work the problem is that if you've got camps that and this happens a lot that sort of fill out the summer, but there's gaps. It's, it's, I don't love that. There really needs to be something you're doing uh, volunteer wise when you're home, because otherwise it really does set up too often. I'm not firm about this. If you have one summer like this, fine. But the, the idea of you're, uh, you're just here to have fun and be with your friends and stuff at these expensive camps and of course, that gets to the other part that we've talked about on this before. Uh, kids can get very demanding of, hey, this is four camps I want to go to. And remember, the best option is not, no, you can't. Yes, you can. The best option for a teenager is something in between. Like, you know, that'd be great. So we can afford this one. So you should do those other three. Let me think. I have a spreadsheet here. Whoa, that's going to be a lot. You probably should start now because we're not paying for that. Or uh, we did with our, uh, I told you this was in a previous episode, one of our daughters was still wanting to do dance stuff, even though we knew it was not really her main thing. And we agonized over it with her telling us how important it was until we said, you know what, you we'll pay half of any of these things that you think are important. I don't think she did any of them after that. It was like, you know, come to think of it. So always remember that that putting <laughs> mm-hmm. your teenager sharing in that uh, is is a very adult thing to do and and very hard for a teenager to argue and accept to argue in a very regressive childlike way. I shouldn't have to pay for that. Really? Really? So we're we're just your bank that just hands out camp to everything. Uh, obviously, for many parents, part of the problem is that, you know, you may have a teenager whose friends all go to this and their wealthy parents all pay for this. And again, you really want to uh, emphasize there's no need to guilt your kid about, well, you know, we don't have X amount of money. The whole thing is, well, um, you know, that's great, but we think of you as older than that. And we think you are ready to be part of this paying for that instead of, you know, you can almost put a slight spin on it that what is considered the lucky teenager with the wealthy parents paying for stuff is a little bit regressive that that actually that's you know like kids will tell me you know the my friend has this great new car a bmw i'm like no his daddy has a new bmw and he lets him drive it you know you're you own yours so things like that so uh i think that's a good point to try to be thinking about camp and what are the Mm -hmm. options with that kind of thing those are good things to do i would really try to require something in between when you're not at camp you don't just sit around doing nothing that's just not Mm -hmm. it it gives the wrong message but now is the time to be thinking of that Um, if you've got um, new adolescents i really want to remind you prepare for summer definitely uh, rather than 
require adolescents to get jobs, for example, you pull back on money um, and, you know, that we're going to be paying you less. You'll have to make that up with a job. Um, but just to remind you, if you have a 13 year old, you it, something's not going right. If they're still having to clean their room, you're reminding them all the time. That's usually a thing you want to give away already. Don't forget things like the freedom to choose their own friends. That's often forgotten because, well, we don't really have an issue with that. Good. Then let them know that you know that, listen, we like your friends, but um, if we didn't, you know, at your age, it's up to you. Uh, just be careful about this whole thing that, you know, if it's spring and you have a new teenager, just be paying attention now to how you're talking to them. Are you still... Um, I have more and more parents that are really aware of, you know, I think we're doing it on paper, but we're not talking like we're doing it. We're still checking, reminding all that stuff. So that's, this is a good time uh, to be doing that. And then also as a constant, this isn't just for spring. You got to review the chore list. Uh, remember chores, you don't pay for chores, but you can dock allowance if they don't do chores, but don't be surprised. I told you this before, my wife and I would, seems like every three or four months would go, are we doing the chore thing? We got to, where is that? Let's pull that back out, you know, just dust <laughs> yeah. it off, get back to it. And the main thing you're going to have to keep repeating is the electronics limits. Mm -hmm. Like we are not having it in your room at night. Oh, wait a minute. It's, you know what, all through the spring break, we didn't do that. That all comes back down and let, you know, they're going to cry gnashing teeth wailing because <laughs> this is my oxygen yes. uh, you have to keep cleaning up those lines and and again made all the cleaner if you do remind them this will stop by your senior year look look at your brother he's you know all that stuff that does say not yet not yet not yet well this has been a good time to review because i think we're all feeling a little tired as we approach the end of the school year. And so having a reminder to finish the school year strong, but also being a little inspired to prepare for this summer with our kids and thinking through all the time we'll spend with them and, and how they should be spending um, their time in a purposeful way is uh, super helpful. So thank you, Dr. Ken. Thank you, Ashley. This has been a great episode. Thanks for joining us today. Hit the subscribe button so you won't miss an episode. Also, leave us a review. This is how other listeners find our podcast. Follow us on Instagram at Feeding the Mouth. We appreciate you and would love to hear from you. If you have any questions, thoughts, or ideas about what we've discussed today, please email us at podcast at feedingthemouth.com.